Welcome to Faith Changes Everything, a broadcast of Faith Heights Church. We want you to remember the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. Therefore, no matter what you're struggling with, you can overcome it. And no matter where you're at in life, you can always go higher. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to continue our series today entitled, Winning is a Choice. Victory over disease is a choice. Right? Victory over a marriage that's going down the drain, victory over that is a choice if both of you choose the right things. There's nothing the Lord can't fix. He can fix anything. Spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family. He can fix it all. And what we got to do is we've got to choose a couple things, a few things, real simple things, if we want to see that victory show up in our lives. And so that's what we're talking about. What do we choose when it comes to choosing victory? Anybody remember last week? It was a two-parter, actually, the last week and the week before. Victory is a choice to know what's in that book, the Bible. Jesus said, if you continue in His Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. See, if you continue, you've got to know the Word. You've got you to read the Bible like you eat food. Because your spirit needs fed, and it's even more important that your spirit's fed than even that your body's fed. It's important that your body's fed, but Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we have record of His word right here. King David said, If your word, Lord, had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Wow. Revelation. The book of Proverbs says that when you attend to God's word, you know, pay attention to it, not just read it when it's convenient, but you make time. He said, when you attend to his word and you incline your ear to his sayings and you don't let his words depart from your eyes and you keep his words in the middle of your heart, God said those words would be life to you and those words would be health to all your flesh. The, the Hebrew word for health is marpe in the original language and it means medicine. Believers, are you taking your medicine? It's God's medicine. It's, it's like a preventive medicine. But if you're sick, it's a medicine that'll get you healed. We need to be taking God's medicine all the time. And you need to be eating regularly. And if you choose to do that, you choose victory. Because Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. Eventually you're going to know the truth, and that truth is going to make you free. And I want to inject this here. So much of the time, people think they need prayer. And prayer is good. We believe in prayer. You already heard me say that. But, friend, listen. A lot of times people get free when they're prayed for. But they don't stay free. Right. You know, just because you got free doesn't mean the enemy's not going to try to hit you again. Doesn't mean a disease is not going to try to attach itself to you again. Thank God for prayer. People, we can get free through prayer. But if you want to stay free you got to know some things. I said, you got to know some things if you want to stay free. Because when that counterattack comes, you'll know what to do. 
most people don't know what to do when these forces come against them. They think, well, it's just natural. You know, everybody gets this once in a while. No! Read the Bible. We're supposed to always be winning. Yeah. Overcoming. Now look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to win in Christ. Over what? Anything. Everything. Come on, is there anything Jesus left out? He paid the price for us to be completely delivered and free. He said, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. So what we need to know is we need to know what Christ has done for us. And that happens through continually reading and studying and hearing sermons coming from this book right here. So we got to go on today, though. Number one, choose to know. Choose to get in the book. Choose to take your medicine. Choose to feed on the scriptures. And I, I sense the Spirit of God said, some of the people you say that to, son, are going to think they know that. But they're not doing it like they need to be doing it. Actually, I was seeking the Lord the other day. And you know, this is not for you. This is for me. The Lord challenged me and said, son... If you knew what praying one hour a day in the Spirit plus hearing one anointed sermon every day of your life, if you knew what that would do to your life and what would happen to the next few months and the years and the rest of your life, you would have started it when you, had, when you first were a believer. I wonder what would happen if we just prayed one hour a day and heard one anointed sermon Ever. You know what I mean by anointed? A sermon coming from someone you know God put in your life to help feed you and teach you. Just one it. You say, well, that's two hours a day. Well, how important is it to you to live in health? How important is it to you to live free? How important is it to you to stay free? How important is it to you to have a strong marriage that the devil can't break up? How important is it to you? Because now, all of a sudden, two hours a day don't seem like that much compared to 29 years of a mess because you weren't ready for certain challenges. So everybody got this, right? Number one, winning is a choice. Choose, what do we choose? We know it's His will that we always win, so what do we need to choose? Know. Know the truth. Read it. Eat the Word every day. Number two, you're going to have to choose to believe what you know. Knowing isn't believing. Knowing is the beginning but knowing is not the ending. There's a reason we need to know, and it's so you know how to know what to have faith in. See, knowing is something you have on the inside of you. Faith is something that comes out of you that you use against problems. You got to learn to believe what you know so that these problems can be addressed properly. All right, you want to see something here? First John chapter four. I'm going to show you anyway, even if you don't want to see it. I know you do, church. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16. 1 John 4, 16. John said that we have known and. So knowing can't be believing. Actually, here's a revelation. One way you can tell knowing isn't believing is the way they're spelled. K-N-O-W-I-N-G. B-E-L-I-E-V-I-N-G. Two different words, right? Because we got a lot of people, I know that, I know that, and they're still going down the drain. 
it can't stop with knowing. You got to get to the believing zone. Are you following me, church? You can know principles of faith. You can know scriptures. But that doesn't mean the spirit of faith is in you. It's in your blood. Man, your attitude's affected. You don't just talk Christianity on Sundays. You, it comes out of you all through the week. You can't help it. I'm not talking about pushing things on people, but I'm also not talking about being ashamed. You can't, we can't be ashamed of what we're filled with. If you're filled with God, it's going to come out. We should be so filled with God. You know, you go into elevators, right? And you got all these people in these elevators, and sometimes they're cussing, and sometimes they're telling jokes or whatever. What, why, why would it be so wrong for us just to raise our hand and start thanking God for the blood of Jesus? Right. Now, everybody may get off the next floor, but you have a right to share what's on your heart. If they have a right to cuss and tell dirty jokes, we have a right to praise God in the midst of that, too. So, 1 John says we have known and believed, and here's something really good to know and believe, the love that God has to us. Whew. You ever thought about trusting in the love of God the next time the enemy says you're not going to make it? Because see, to say, I know God loves me as I'm going down the drain. I know He loves me. Do you know He loves you enough to deliver you from the drain? Do you know He loves you? Do, do, do you believe it when the crisis of life comes? Do you not just know it, but do you say, I believe God. He loves me, and I'm getting out of this mess. Amen. See, now you're believing in the love of God, not just saying, oh, I know the Lord loves me while you're going down. You need to believe He loves you, and He's going to lift you up. Some people believe in the love of God this much. And guess what they see in their life? that much of His love because He won't come in any more than we open the door. Some people believe God loves them this much. And guess what? That's what they see in their life. Some people believe that God loves them this much. How about we believe God loves us so much that we always win? We always overcome. We get free from everything. Now notice, He, he did not say in 2 Corinthians 2.14, He did not say, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to have no battles. <laughs> the very word triumph means there are going to be some battles. We win over them all. And friend, I want you to know, we're talking about winning over disease. Winning over money problems. Winning over habits that have plagued you. There is victory. And I mean, even if you just experienced the worst in those areas, keep believing that you're a winner. Being a winner means there's a fight. Right? What did Smith Wigglesworth say? He said, great. Everybody say, Brother Wigglesworth, how do you have great faith? You have such great faith. Oh, so many great miracles are done in your ministry. How do you have such great faith? He said this, great faith comes from great tests. Ah, we don't want to hear about that. I mean, think about it. Great victories come from great battles. Right? Great testimonies. You know, people up here testifying how the Lord did this. And he healed me and He delivered me. And He got me off drugs and He got me set free. And Oh, great testimonies come from great tests. Everybody wants a testimony, but nobody wants a test. And God's not sending tests. Believe me, He don't have to send no tests. Plus, He doesn't have any to send. There is a devil. There are demons. And there's a crazy world that we live in called a fallen world. And stuff's going to come against you at times. And here's the good news. Even if you feel like you're losing... 
you can say, I believe I'm winning. Oh, even if you just messed up and fell flat on your face, or even if you just got an unexpected bill, you can say, I'm winning. God didn't lie. He didn't promise no opposition because there's a devil. There's stuff out. But he did promise I'd always win. So if we'll stay on the victory road, we will win. If you go start going down a road and you see a sign that says worry road or anxiety road or depression road or complaining road, don't go down that road. Because God ain't on that road. Deliverance is not on that road. But you see a road over here that says victory in Jesus. Deliverance, healing, health, prosperity. God meets all my needs. Go down that road. Because you won't find those things on that road. So many people are messed up because they're just simply on the wrong road. You can be on any road, you can be on any road you want to be on. It's your choice. You're just going to have to grow up and learn and realize your body is not your boss. Your feelings are not your boss. You go the way God says go instead of what you always feel like you should do. It's called growing up spiritually, church. All right. Now look here. He says that we are to know and to believe the love that God has to us. God is love and he that lives in love lives in God and God in him. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. We need to choose to know what this book says. Find the promises. There's thousands of promises in this book that cover every single problem that will ever come to you in this life. Here's one thing I can't do for you. I can't fellowship with God for you. I can't read the Bible when church is over for you. I can feed you. You can get started in church. You can get some ammunition. You can take these things back into prayer and God will talk to you about them even more. But there's something. I can't pray for you in the sense of I can't pray instead of you. Right. Hmm? You got to do some of these things yourself. It's important. You got to have your own relationship with the Lord. You got to have your own time of fellowship with the Lord. Pastor can't do that for you. Leaders in the church can't do that for you. You got to do that yourself. Well, Pastor, I don't like to read. You better learn to like it. Amen. <laughs> Plus, you can also get the Bible on audio. That's good, too. I don't think it should take the place of reading, but it's a good supplement. Because sometimes when you're reading, you can go at the pace the Holy Spirit's leading. But if the, if, the, if the CD or the MP3 is playing, and God's talking to you about something, He might want you to pause it. So, are you ready for more? Romans 8, verse 37. Paul just got done listing a bunch of problems. I mean, death situations, adversity catastrophe, crisis. And then he says, no! <laughs> I like that, don't you? We need to learn to say no to some of these problems. No! You are not going to destroy me! Nay means no. Oh, yeah, I guess you could say nay. Bad doctor's report comes your way. What should you say? Amen. Say what Paul said. Nay! Amen. Doctor goes, what are you saying? I'm quoting scripture. <laughs> Come on, man. They're getting good money. You can quote scripture. They're getting good money. You can quote scripture in the doctor's office. So Paul says about all these things, all these problems, he says, no, no, they are not going to destroy me and they're not going to destroy you. No, in all these things, and if you read the previous verses, they were some pretty intense things. In all these things, we are not going to be, we are more than conquerors. That would be good enough if we were a conqueror. How many like more than a conqueror? Five. 
You like that? More than a conqueror? You need to say this regularly. I'm more than a conqueror through him that Amen. loves me. I'm more than a... You need to look at your problems and say, I'm more than a conqueror. I got you whipped through him that loves me. I'm more than a conqueror over this financial thing. I'm more than a conqueror over this marriage thing. You got to say it. Because see, the, the third thing that we need to choose is we need to choose to release our faith and say what we know and believe. These two kind of go together. You've got to choose to know. You've got to choose to believe. And then you've got to choose to open your mouth and start talking like the Son of God talked right. when temptation came His way. Because He, in the wilderness, was our example. When the devil came to Him and tempted Him and tested Him, He said, Jesus said, It is written, it is written, it is written. He quoted scriptures from the Old Testament. And the Bible said, After a while, the devil left Him. And angels came and ministered to Him. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. And for three and a half years, turned the world upside down. Amen. But he, he, he overcame like we overcome. Right. Scriptures. But they're not going to come out of your mouth if they don't go in your ears. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Put God's Word in you when you don't need it. Right. Yeah. And it will be there when you do need it. Get in the habit of reading in the scriptures regularly and then start believing they work in the problems of life. Use your faith. Don't just have faith. Use your faith. Open your mouth and say, no, no. Amen. I think we led the church in a, a, a good Bible confession on Friday night. We talked about where we were believing God for healing and miracles. And, you know, once in a while, once in a while it's just good to rise up and say, Cancer, I am not afraid of you. Amen. I am not afraid of cancer. Amen. Now, why would you want to say that? One reason is because Job, the book of Job shows us that when Job was hit with a satanic attack, Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of has happened unto me. Now, do you know why the Lord says, fear not? Yeah. Hmm? Amen. We don't want to open the door to any of this junk. Sometimes you have to just say, I refuse to fear in Jesus. And sometimes you just got to say that. I'm not afraid of cancer. Amen. Cancer, you have nothing in me. And the devil's there. Yeah, but it's running your family. It's running your family. I'm in a new family now. I'm in the family of God. And no cancer runs in this family. Amen. Your spiritual family is way more powerful than your blood family. Sometimes you just need to say, say well, I don't want to say the C word. I don't want to say, the, say it. Say, cancer, I'm not afraid of you. Come on. I'll not have it. Jesus took it on him so I wouldn't have to take it on me. Sometimes you just need to say, I'll not have it. And if thoughts bombard you, you bombard him with more thoughts, more words. It is written, it is written, Jesus Christ took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses and by his stripes I'm healed. I knew that scripture, but now I'm using that scripture. Now I believe in that scripture. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, which includes every sickness and every disease known and not known to man. I'm redeemed from that now. Yeah. It didn't say one of these days we're going to be more than conquerors in the sweet by and by. We are right now more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yes. Right? You got to say it if you want it to work for you. You can't even get saved unless you say Jesus is Lord. Yes. Well, how do you think you're going to overcome all these other problems? Just wishing and hoping? You got to say, I'm winning over this. I'm winning over that. I'm more than a conqueror over this. And just like you got saved, you'll get through these things too. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, we win some and we lose some. Not me! Yeah. 
And not you, because we're, we're believers and we always win in Christ. Now, did you ever think about this? To doubt, you know, to doubt that, you know, I might not make it through this, is to doubt his love for you. How are you going to win over everything? Huh? How, what do you need to believe? What do you need to believe? That he loves you enough to see you through it all. Don't forget the last part of the verse. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Oh, this is important stuff, church. To doubt that you're going to make it through the storm is to doubt that he loves you. Say this, I'll never doubt God's love for me ever again. There may be battles. There may be storms. But the love of God will get me through them all. Don't just know that he loves you. Use your faith in that love against these problems that say you're not going to make it. You have to believe you're winning when you feel like you're losing. I said you got to believe you're winning when you feel like you're losing. Church, this is not a sermon that you can chalk up and say, I got my sermon. You know, it's just wonderful. I did my, my daily dude. I did my Sunday dude. Take this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because stuff's going to come against you. It's going to come against your children. It's going to come against your family. It's going to come against your marriage. This is when what you get in church works for you the best, is when you actually need it out there beyond these four walls. Yeah, but... I'm going to sound really different if I talk like this. And you're going to see really different too. You know what I mean? You want to see more victory and more blessings in your life? You're going to have to do something you haven't been doing before. And most people around you aren't going to understand, but most people around you aren't getting free either. Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, 15. Say this, knowing isn't believing. I say this, I'm going to use my faith when these problems come against me. And don't just try to wage some silent mental warfare, church. Open your mouth. Jesus had to open his mouth. Did you know this? God had to open his mouth. God had to open his mouth before there was any universe. God said that there be light. Bang! It came on the scene 186,000 miles a second. Hasn't stopped yet. Powerful words. If God had to say something before the scenery changed, we're going to have to say some things. We're going to have to speak faith-filled words if we want to see our scenery change. It's important, guys. You've got to know this. This is very important stuff. Got to say it. Got to say it. Got to release your faith. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a little different, but you're going to be a little different in the area of victory, too. So, God said... He, that's like us, will call upon him. God said, I'll answer him. Jesus said, I'll be with him or I'll be with you in trouble. Stop. Look at your preacher. Some people believe God loves them enough to be with them in trouble. And guess what they see and experience? They see and experience his presence with them in trouble. Because Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. People see what they expect to see. 
I think we need to start re-examining some things to realize a lot of this stuff out here isn't our problem. Next part says, Jesus said, I'll be with him in trouble. And then he said, I'll deliver him. From what? The trouble. Uh Now look at this church. Some people have dared to take another step and say, I not only believe he's with me in trouble, I believe he loves me enough to deliver me from the trouble. And guess what those people see? Deliverance from the trouble. (laughs) How much of the love of God do you want to see in your life? Or do you going to have to believe in it to that level? And you're going to have to say some things that a lot of people aren't saying. You're going to have to do some things maybe a lot of people aren't doing. You're going to have to act like you got the victory when it feels like you have everything but the victory. What This is called faith. And right now we're talking about faith in the love of God. The Lord didn't lie to you. You, your children, your family is coming up. Please don't let the devil borrow your tongue and don't let problems use your tongue. You speak what you believe that you got out of this book. Quit letting these problems tell you what to say and what to think. You rise up, child of God. You start believing these things that you know and start releasing your faith in these times of testing and start saying the promises against what the enemy says you have to accept and you have to receive. Come on, man. You're a child of God. You're not a victim. You're a victor. Jesus came and redeemed us and he did an excellent job of it. And I want to encourage you, don't just, don't just be a passive Christian. Be a, on the offense, active. Hey, you don't have to just be bounced around by all these problems and storms that are going on around you. Jesus told us to occupy till he comes. It doesn't sound like a church that's pushed around. The Bible says, Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That's not a position of the church taking the defense and hiding out from the devil. That's talking about the gates of hell getting in our way and us bursting them down and setting people free. We're on the offense. So you need to know, you need to choose to know what this book says, primarily who you are in Christ. Read the New Testament, read the epistles, read the whole Bible, and then believe it. Apply it in the storms of life. Say what God says. When you're in trouble, say this. I believe God loves me enough to be with me in this trouble, and I believe He loves me enough to deliver me from this trouble. Oh, this is good news. You're going to make it through everything. And if you don't understand all these things right now, you keep coming to church because we're going to build on these things and the Lord's helping. I'm not sure what we're doing next week. It may be a continuation. I know I needed to get those three things out. Choose to know, choose to believe, and choose to say what that book says right there. In the storms of life. So many people just let the storms of life have their way. Open your mouth, child of God. You have power on the inside of you. Release it. When sickness comes against you, quote 1 Peter 2.24, By Jesus' stripes I was healed. When financial problems come against you, quote Philippians 4.19, My God supplying all my need, according to His riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. Say the word of God. Right. And you'll see results. Those watching by camera, we want you to pray this prayer if you're not born again. Just say these words. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe with all my heart. God raised you from the dead. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord.